The Agency Backstage Pass podcast is created for marketing agencies who want to power their companies with world-class processes, tools, and people. If you work in a marketing agency and you're looking for tips and systems to help create more flexibility and freedom, this podcast is for you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agency Backstage Pass. This time, coming live from Finland, because I'm here for the week with possibly one of my most favorite agencies. I have to keep all the growth circles agencies my favorite. I'm here with Yanni from Zealand Family, and we go back a very, very long time. So <laughs> this is really good that uh, we finally got to do an interview. So thank you, Yanni, for joining us here on Agency Backstage Pass. And let's start off with tell our audience a little bit about your background and your agency's evolution to date. Yeah. So I'm Joni Koistinen and from Finland, as you said. And uh, I have been in agency actually 30 years. 30 years? Yes. <laughs> and Can I we have, use the V word? Yeah. Veteran. <laughs> yes. And uh, I have worked with digital marketing 20 years. Right. And with marketing automation 10 years. And with HubSpot, more than five years. Jeez, that so is that's some my journey. Background. Yeah, this is the journey actually. Yeah. what I have made. And this one of the things because so you and I met five years ago when you started to learn about HubSpot, but you were working in your own agency there with with your wife Leila. Yeah, we were a small agency in the very eastern Finland. Yeah, and the location was Joensuu, and it's re really near Russian border. Yeah, so <laughs> a little bit eastern feeling very. for you. Yeah, and uh, and then we start growing with HubSpot when we actually we tested Act On, yeah. Etrick, um, a Silver Bob, and we were testing all marketing automation, and then we some reason we came back. To HubSpot, right? And when we, there was a new interface, we looked. This is now good, mm -hmm. and that's when we started to work together. That's right, and we started. And uh, then we were working as a small agency in Eastern Finland. Yeah, and uh, of course, there is not so many clients. So it took us three years to grow with HubSpot to understand the big picture. Yeah, and then we start get customers from Helsinki, which is like capital of Finland. Yeah. For us, it's six hours drive to Helsinki. So to be from Eastern Finland, yeah. and your clients are coming from Helsinki. Right. It made us come to Helsinki. Right. That's why you got the, yeah. to move here. So, <laughs> so tr about three years ago, we started to have clients here in mm -hmm. Helsinki, and then we have to move here. Yeah. And once we move here, we were already platinum partner. Mm -hmm. And then we got attention in yeah. Helsinki. Because we were first in Finland yeah. to be platinum. And then we actually were acquired by Zealand Family. Yeah, I just love that story of you guys, your like years of expertise and the fact that you ventured out into the inbound world in Europe when it wasn't even a known terminology. Hmm. And as a husband and wife team, small agency, became experts in inbound, experts in HubSpot, got your clients on board caused a bit of a ripple in the capital city of your country which then caught the attention of who exactly <laughs> yeah. and then we came part of the sealant family yes like two years ago yeah and uh, then we started working in in new goal yeah and the new goal was to be diamond mm -hmm. and we 
were diamond first in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And that was a big goal for us because when we came, let's say, on board to yeah. New Zealand, uh, we were six people. Yeah. And that was how we made platinum in Finland, yeah. six people. Now we are double size and we are diamond. Mm-hmm. But uh, as a Zealand, bigger picture, we have uh, our own media office. Yeah. So there's eight people there. So I'm working with 20 people. Yeah. And whole Zealand is in locations. We have in Finland six locations. So we are almost 200 people here now. Right. So we are just an inbound team inside the Zealand family. Yeah, because that's why they acquired you is because of your inbound expertise and your knowledge. Correct. Because they're what I think um, they're moving, they're shifting their thoughts, but there would have been a traditional advertising style agency, but a bit of the old world, really. And they saw your, you know, they had different departments, so they do TV and print, and they had some web development going on. But when it came to inbound, they had a choice. They could have hired individually, they could have you know, um, maybe hired a CMO themselves and they could have done it all in-house. But the best thing that they did was take the team and bring it in because you are now the inbound team inside the larger organization. Yeah, and and it's a great impact for the whole organization because the way inbound is is done or the idea of it, it's a little bit different than the, you know, legacy agencies. Very different, yeah. And uh, actually... Everything was so that I saw that Zealand was like a Hubsburg partner. And I knew that they don't have any clients yet. Or at <laughs> right. least they have one or two. Yeah. And I came here to ask, can we offer as a small agency our services? Can we help you? Yeah, can we help you? Yes. Uh, so in bad way. Yeah. But then the CEO, Tuomas, said, no, you can't help you. Help us. You are part of our <laughs> organization. <laughs> and a few months after that, that came through. I, I really love that because I think that's a really good tip for anyone out there today. If we look at the size of the market, there's estimated about 330,000 uh, companies that call themselves agencies in the world, right? Yeah, that's PR, that's advertising, that's television, media, print. So 330 agencies, 30,000 agencies worldwide. There are only four and a half, four thousand six hundred agencies that have purchased HubSpot. Mm. So, and if you think of how long that, like your experience, five years, I think that's a really good tip for anyone out there. Maybe somebody's just going, you know what? It's I love running my business, but it might be time to set up a team. And you have everything, the best of both worlds. You're still your own boss in here. Mm while you're working in that. I just love that. I think it's really good. So you've 12, over 12 people right yeah. now and the diamond and you're comfortably diamond. You're not dodging over and back. You're like keeping that going. You've got 50 clients with HubSpot. Is that yeah, right? Uh, roughly, yeah, yeah, 50. And uh, I guess this year will be a big, big jump because uh, we have done our homework mm-hmm. and we are developing a lot of different uh, skills yeah. to our team and there's also other teams around us so let's say in in whole zealand as a bigger picture in digital marketing there's 40 50 people right so so that gives us a great potential to to go and jump hard yes. this year and i i guess we are double this year yeah it's got to be like something like that yeah. And so with all that experience, you've been through many transitions throughout your working life and everything. Uh, one, one of the things that we were talking about earlier on, and maybe you'll explain, 
you feel that there's one particular thing that has, a, has had the most impact on the way, not only you as an agency, mm. then digital, then inbound, there has been one significant methodology, which uh, one of our friends is going to love hearing. So would you share that with us and, uh, and the impact that's had on the business? Yeah, when we started to do inbound, we were thinking all these certifications which are there, and we felt that they are not in focus enough. They, there is not content. They are sort of big picture type of certifications. Yeah. But then came this driven design. Right. And we were thinking, what is this? This is totally <laughs> different. Yeah. Uh, 13 hours videos. Yeah. What is this? Uh, this seems to be really, really hard right. to learn. And how this Luke Summerfield is doing that. Yeah. In Finland, we call Luke as a winter field. Right. Otherwise, it can be Summerfield. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good point. Considering today it's minus yeah. 14. Yeah. Uh, 20. Minus 20. Ouch! <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we started to learn it. And then we saw that in Dublin there's a two days course about GDD. Mm -hmm. And I said to Leila, let's go to Dublin and discover this. What is going on around this? Yeah. And at that time, we had made uh, with uh, HubSpot 10 or more websites. Right. So we knew the technique. We yeah. have a technical skills. We, we have that team onboarded already. Good. So that wasn't new for us. But the idea of GDD, then when we were in Dublin, we understood this is the thing what we like to do and after that everything what we are doing is based on these two uh, three different uh, GDD pillars yeah and and everything what we plan is goes through that idea and that's strategy yeah launch pad and continuous improvement Brilliant. and that's the way we do everything today that's our sprint that's our agile marketing yeah. which has just transformed how you manage all of those you know, clients and yeah. your uh, rate of ke keeping them on board. And like we talked about, we talked about that earlier on. If you set a year target for people and say, we have a year retainer, we have 12 months to kind of get things right. You are technically kind of kicking things down the road. You're, you're sort of giving yourself so much leeway there that you're not creating a sense of urgency, both for yourself to report back and get results and for the client. You know, if they think a year, they can kind of, ah, oh, sure, I'll do that next month, you know. But if you bring it back to a 90-day sprint or a 30-day sprint in some cases, people have to kind of ship up and do, you know, five good things a week to get that result happening. Yeah, absolutely. This is really interesting because we are using this 13-week um, cycle, so yes. 90 days. 90 days. And uh, I was teached by that Amble yeah, oh, I'm full. <laughs> yeah, so the, they gave me the material and I look, this is great. Yeah. And this is how we like to do it. Yeah. So they have the sprint idea. They're really, really good and really agile. Mm. And, and I took that from Emble. Yeah. Thanks. I know. Thanks, Darren and Graeme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those it, boys it, are helpful to agencies. Great, great to, to learn. And then I took uh, another idea from Michael Lieberman. Mm -hmm. From from uh, Square Two, yeah, yeah, good old friend of ours too. Yeah, and the idea was agile retainer. Mm -hmm. He was talking about it two years ago in Boston, 
Yes. Um, I didn't understand that time. What is that? A child. I remember you. You went to the talk. Yeah. None of it clicked at all. Yeah. But Uh, then when you went to GDD, then it clicked with Luke. Isn't that uh, interesting? That happens so many times. Last time in Boston, last year, I went to the breakfast with my beloved with his team. Yeah. And then he was still talking about Agile Retainer. And I was thinking, what is this? And when we came back to Finland, we started, hmm, Empul, this is the idea of sprints yeah. and cycle and what you do around it. Then a child retainer. And we put them together. Yeah. And today we actually plan everything through these eyes. So we think about client that you are not whole year, perhaps our client. Correct. You have a, one quarter when you like to be total active. Yes. Then it's a second quarter, perhaps not so active, or you do things yourself. Yeah. And now we start seeing that our customers, uh, we try to keep them so that, let's say more than 50% is active customers. Got it. And other ones we can wait yeah. when they need us because they need us. Got it. Yeah. And, and they are happy with us. Yeah. And so now we are running all our planning and working sessions through this uh, 13 weeks cycle. cycle yeah. And then we ask the customer when you are ready for the next steps. Mm. And they said, let's take in sprint, uh, in, in uh, springtime or yeah. autumn, whatever, winter. And, and then we plan from that. Yeah. So we don't expect them to pay us 12 months every year. Right. They are perhaps paying us six months, eight months, Got it. 10 months, three months. But those months are really active. Got it. And we follow up with the goals, what they have. Yeah. That. So for me, it makes more sense. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I feel we were just talking about this yesterday as well. I mean, we have to really acknowledge, and this is uh, something I've been learning over the last few years, working in the Nordics, working in Scandinavia, working with lots of different types of businesses this side of the globe. I spent 12 years in the Southern Hemisphere working on the Australian kind of time zone. And really technically what happens is Australia's got nine months, right? So nine months of hard work, then the summer kicks in, it starts off at Melbourne Cup, and then basically it's a big holiday until the end of January, which is Australia Day. So we kind of got used to that cadence. Now it's very different in the Northern Hemisphere, but there's two big impacts that you're experiencing, which I think we just have to acknowledge. And that is a really good one about winter. Like you were saying, people do slow down. There's less light Mm -hmm. up here. They're kind of hibernating. They're coming to work, they're doing things, but spring you see an uplift. And then there'll be a slowdown again for the summer and then an uplift again. So having four quarters and acknowledging that work will be done, but it'll be at a slower pace or less activity. It's almost like, you know, just acknowledging the reality of the seasonal (laughs) impact. You know, you can't pretend that it's not dark and it's not winter. Yeah. And we really can see that if, let's say that if we plan that first quarter, of the year which is winter yeah so so in the really end like now the sun is coming back correct so so you have a nice winter days people get more active correct in march you start getting inbound leads yes. as much <laughs> as you can follow yeah or you have time to follow and then they are ready to go because in sprint uh, spring 
uh, people tend to make fast decisions. Great. And you're ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are ready for that. I guess we are getting 10 or 15 new clients before summer. Brilliant. But we have built that already half a year. Yeah. Because after summer, they are not ready to make decisions. Right. Yeah. They wait to the late uh, last like quarter also. of the year. Right. Or they start talking, let's make it next year. Got it. Which means sp uh, spring. Yeah. So this is how it plays in, in, in Finland. And, and this is a you, look. That's the reality of the the seasons, the weather. But I think that's as important for an agency to match that in their yeah. own diary. Yeah. Acknowledge your targets. Don't be giving a flat target for the year. Don't be giving a flat service target. Or um, acknowledge your summer. Acknowledge or, or or book it and just book and plan it. Um, look at the year in a nine month segment. Um, you know, and then plan accordingly if you're in the US. Um, things like that. I think it's really good. Now, tools we were talking about that support GDD. You use a number of tools. Like, I just love coming here because I always learn. <laughs> I, I hope it's a 50-50. You learn yeah, from me. <laughs> I, um, I, we give you some really good value when it comes to that. But I also, like, last time I was here, I left the book, a physical book under my arm. So the tools that you use, would you, you know, that support this GDD, maybe just outline a couple of the, the actual physical software that you use to yeah. do that and how you use it. Uh, when we started to do GDD, we, we were thinking that how we can uh, put together the creative design yeah. and all that material which flows mm. from the customer or yeah. once you start planning, how you can visualize uh, the whole automation or, or funnels, and then I discovered this real-time board. Real-time board. And that's the key tool what we are using today. And it's more like as a team mm -hmm. tool. Uh, we can share that to the clients, but we are not sharing that because it's our team tool. Yeah. Because it makes it really different. If you share that to your client, uh, you start getting uh, comments or, or you can have that. Yeah. But it's not a good uh, channel to take those because you like to keep your uh, working like your table clean, you know. Yes. You, you like to see what you are planning. And once you are, when we have a, let's say, Zoom meeting with a customer, we actually open the board and we show everything from there. Yes. It's so like we use it like, like the material this is what we have planned. Now look these. Yeah. Here are the design. Here are the workflows. Here are the funnels. Yeah. Here are the the metrics, and uh, here are the material. And and we use it as a uh, give customer also visualize understanding the work we are doing. Got it. It's this, uh, like to, to visually describe it for the listeners. It's like huge big board. Uh, where you have your individual, like your workflows, your plan for the website, and you can zoom into that to show, let's show you the workflows. And then you zoom out and then you can go, let's show you how the campaign is going to work. But it gives everyone the big picture that you can zoom into the little ones. But then there's another tool that you've started to use. If you're actually, and I was on a call with you yesterday going, so say you're working with, that's the big picture, but let's get into the, you know, one campaign at a time. You're using a new tool that I think, um, You'd love to explain how or, or how you would how an agency would map out a campaign um, on using Zoom. The client was in London mm -hmm. yesterday. You've won today, London and Germany. 
um, and you're here in Finland. So what are the tools that you use to walk people through those processes? This is really exciting tool because it started in the last quarter last year. Mm -hmm. It's really new in market. Right. And it's Funnelytics. Funnelytics. I'll put all the links in the blog. And... it's really exciting too. It is really. Uh, it's one of the most impressive things yeah. I've seen, yeah. especially to just walk people through step by step, slow us down as mm-hmm. experienced marketers, people who know what we're, we know what we're doing. We're passionate about what we do so we can get a little bit carried away and then a new user just needs a bit more slowing down and this really draws their attention to that. Yeah. So how are we using that? Yeah, but the key idea in, in inbound is is the... What all agencies are talking about is bias channel. Yes. And uh, I actually have almost stopped talking about that. Okay. I, I like to talk about funnel hacking. Okay. Your, your funnel. <laughs> is it the sales funnel? Right. Product launch funnel? Mm-hmm. Is it the webinar funnel? Uh, or, or, I got it, yeah. What is the idea of it? Yeah, and uh, and that's what you visualize with the funnelatics. Yeah. So so you actually start building your funnel. You think what is the generic website? Where are you to get traffic? Yes. What is your opt-in? What is your sales uh, sales speech page? Yeah. Uh, landing page. What is your order form? How it works? And then you can actually put the analytics to it. Got it. So you can really follow the flow how it starts from the different um, traffic sources yeah. through your funnel in different stages. Love that. It's like, a, yes, it's bias journey, yes, in our language, but still it's about funnel hacking. And it makes it really different when, when you start uh, really looking what moves people and traffic to the next step. Got it. And of course, you can see it from HubSpot. Yeah. It's, it's really basics on that. But when you start thinking, what are the components? How you build here the conversion? Yeah. How you build the interaction? Mm-hmm. How you actually sell? Yeah. And this is the most important thing about funnels. Uh, that's the reason I don't use so much this uh, bias journey anymore. I like to sell. Yes. So I'm looking at the funnels which are really selling. It is. It's more specific yeah. as well about what is the goal yeah so it could what be a goal webinar yeah so conversion is not a, a goal enough no. for our clients they need value they need uh, uh, proof of concept that how much money they are getting from this yeah so bias journey is more like understanding content got it yeah and funnel is more like understanding sales exactly That's the difference. that is the difference and i think what we've experienced over the last few years is there uh, a lot more pressure on marketing departments to get aligned with sales, to work closely with sales, to give marketing qualified leads, turn them into sales qualified leads, and having a sales and a funnel conversation early on with a marketer 
can then empower them to actually bring that information to the sales director. Yeah, we had a joke about this. Uh, <laughs> we said that hopefully sales get those sales qualified leads before market, marketing have lost their budget. <laughs> yes, that's what we were talking about yesterday. It's kind of, get those leads over because marketing are like, oh, oh, I haven't got the budget anymore. It's like, what? <laughs> Your job, you know, sales directors need to understand that a lot of their um, budget is sitting with marketing. They just need to go and have a conversation about how can they get that marketing budget over to the sales. Yeah, perhaps that's the reason I'm talking more about funnels because I like to see what is happening on the sales side. Yeah. Uh, so sales in implement is, is really, really crucial to, to get an, uh, customers understanding the possibilities of inbound marketing. Correct. And, and the... Program and design gives us actually an angle to understand how this strategy component launchpad can be like also funnel. Yes. So you, you start talking with the client that, okay, we have a strategy, we like to sell. Yeah. Now we make a launchpad, which is funnel. Got it. And then we have a continuous improvement, which is our retainer. Brilliant. And, and so it's the same concept, but still you now focus on sales. Exactly. You're, you're getting their attention by going in the door going, yes, we're an agency, an inbound agency, but we're here to talk about improving your sales number. You get people's attention. How you do that, you can walk them through the steps and then your improvement on that is you're constantly working on it. Yeah, but I, I have a lot of uh, improvement in Finland too, that also customers understand this type of language. They do, yeah. yeah. Instead of you know, using a lot of terminology that we're familiar with, but mm. if they were familiar with it, they'd be running their own inbound agency. Mm. You know, mm. So we have to talk sales, you know, euros, dollars mm. in their language because that's what's important to them. So really, I, I would imagine you have a lot of good tips about how to implement GDD. So there's a number of agencies out there who are thinking, maybe they're on the fence. So maybe you talk about just what was frustrating to you before you implemented GDD um, and then like, how long did the whole thing take for you to go, okay, we've had enough of doing things this way, we're going to do GDD, and now we're moving forward? Yeah, but you really have to be careful on it, I would say, because part of it is technical. Yes. So you have got to have a team That's understanding a yeah. the basic tech, which is yeah. around that, how the HubSpot content management system is working, and what is good what, it, what are the good features right. and what you can do with that. Yeah. So if you don't understand, you start, once again, sales bits, uh, which is not working. No, because you're going to be selling something that you don't actually know how it works. Yes. And then if they ask you questions, yeah. typical salesperson will probably bluff over it and yeah. say, oh, yes, it'll, it'll do that, or yeah. maybe well, not give the right advice. We have made many websites, so perhaps this was the first lesson we learned right. we have to understand what is happening inside this HubSpot, how the CMS yeah. is working. So that's the first step. Second, perhaps a little bit frustrating step was that uh, normally in Finland, those sites are quite small. Okay. And there's not so much traffic. Uh -huh. So how you really improve the site, not only design way, mm. but also so that it really make conversion, better conversion, because that's the key promise you 
people expect to hear when they move to HubSpot CMS. Yeah. So, so what is the best goal to make is that you get more traffic. It's it's mobile optimized. Yeah. It's it's uh, and you get better conversion. And uh, if the traffic is mobile, uh, let's say over fifty percent mobile. Yeah. You can't get good conversion Got because mobile mo mobile sites are not converting. Right. It's it's really interesting, but if you look the data, yeah, and that's a lesson learned number three. Yeah. Look data. Look at the data. So uh, so use everything what is needed to understand the data, real data. Yeah. Hotchar and uh, and heat maps. Yeah. Use those, but look the data. Look the panels. And if you are not getting better conversion, understand why. Yeah. Perhaps the call to action is wrong. Perhaps the structure of the page is wrong. Yeah. You have too long funnel. You mm -hmm. will Maybe you don't have enough video, there's too much text, yeah. things like that. Yeah. That's interesting with the um, couple of points there. Finland, small country, population, big country, but yeah. small population, six million, is yeah. that right? Yeah. So, good point. You can't just magically double the population no. in order to double and the not, visitors to yeah, the website. Yeah, and, and, You're and, not in that economic and power. And that leads to the number four, which is you have to buy traffic. Yeah. So you have to make PPC or something. You Facebook have to ads, Facebook yeah. ads. And uh, that's reality. That's the reality. And you can't double the traffic with getting you know visitors from France. <laughs> so yeah. you have to be really specific on that. Yeah. Very good point, again, because salespeople are prone to doing that. Mm. Oh, we can double your traffic. Well, if it's not targeted, it's absolutely useless. The mobile optimized one, really fascinating about that if it's over 50%. Because I think, is this, am I right in this? Because this is my experience. I'll, I'll see it. But if someone's asking me to put my email address in there, mm. I'm not going to type that out in on the, the phone. phone. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it, even yeah. if it's got autofill on it. Um, I'm prone to taking that page, putting it into Evernote, and I just send the page into Evernote. And then later on during the week or whenever, I look at Evernote and I type yeah. it in from my computer. Yeah. So is that what's happening is people are just browsing, they're yeah. reading, but yeah. they're not converting. Yeah. So you have to have a different strategy for mobile. Got it. Uh, and uh, when, when you think as an impulse that your content is catered, yeah. in mobile, you should do it uncated. Yeah. So, so you've got to make a, another move right. from that area. Got it. So it doesn't work uh, as the same way. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's good points. Very mm. good points. Thank you. So with the GDD, how long do you think it took you to go from the way you were doing things before to how, how long would you, how long would you tell an agency it should take them to move from their old way to, to the yeah. new way? We are slow to learn, but once we <laughs> know what to do, we are fast. Yes. But uh, to be honest, it took one and a half year. Yeah. T thinking, learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think first, first uh, websites which we made with Huxford CMS, uh, and then we have a, a, this uh, Dublin Luke Summerfield explosion. <laughs> yeah. So there was one and a half year. Yeah. And after that, everything was easy. Everything was easy. Yeah. Because you did the groundwork, you'd done the research, you'd learned about it. And then, so there's a good point to mm. take the time to learn in depth and then you can transition. Because I think people appreciate your, definitely your clients were very receptive to it. Yeah. But Most of them. 
today, yeah, but today my sales pitch is quite simple. I said to clients, uh, when they ask me, why you are best in the market to make uh, hubs for CMS web pages? Yeah. I said, we have done all the mistakes already. Yeah. So, so that's my <laughs> sales pitch. Great. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it takes time. Got it. Uh, and you can't be master in, 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 you know, one month. No. It doesn't work like that. Mm. And uh, lesson learned on this is also that uh, the fifth, I guess, the number is the script. And not only code now, about the story. Right. How you write these funnels. Yeah. How you really activate people. Yeah. And that got to be different. You can't make any more websites which is only content. You know? Yeah. You have to make a story. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it got to be design with design. It got to be with uh, text. It got to be with videos. It got to be in yeah. so rich media as possible. But can't it's a be, story. Yeah. Can't be a brochure anymore. Yeah. And it can't be just ticking a box. We need a new website. Tick. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at those continuous improvement, GDD, eight different things, uh, what you have to take concern, it's a great roadmap for everything. Beautiful. That's, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, what would you say? You've been a long time working for yourself doing, uh, doing in the agency world. Are there any tools? or apps or software or systems that you personally use that you feel help you um, as an agency owner running the inbound team? Is there anything that you love using you couldn't live without? I see you've got a notebook. You're a writer as well, but apart from traditional pen and paper, anything that you use that has had a significant impact on you personally as you, you know, improve your productivity and how you work? I have to say that uh, I'm, really fan of the real-time real board. You are. Because yeah. I make all the processes. Actually, we have made templates there. Yes. So we have all our processes there. So when we start from scratch, when we start thinking about, we take a process yeah. from there. But as, as a team leader, I would say that we are nowadays using Asana. Right. More yeah. than Trello. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Asana, because you really can combine those clients to that. Mm -hmm. So we make the wish, wish list there mm -hmm. and then to do in progress, done, yeah. and materials. So we have a really, really straightforward process. Love it. And we use that in every work we are doing Love today. It. Yeah. And if I think how I lead as to my team, it goes through this. We just yeah. go through the lists and, and then they know the process. Right. So process is helping us mm -hmm. to achieve our goals. It is. That's yeah. the way it goes. It, it, it's, you'll hear me talk about it till the cows come home. So thank you. Processes, processes, processes. It's not why you open the agency. You probably open the agency to be a creative person or a design person or to build these websites essentially to be a happy and healthy and profitable agency today it's processes nailing that i love i'm a part of your real-time boards and i think one of the areas that is a huge benefit for a team is you get a notification to say the board has been updated and this might happen once or twice a week which is technically you're updating a process on your company board so this is a really good way of communicating those updates as well 
so that the person goes on the team can say, oh, something's been updated on our company processes. I will go in there and look at that and acknowledge it instead of having to go, hey, new process update. It's a live breathing organism of a document, right? It's, it's everyone can improve on it. Everyone can see it and they can see the flow because they were involved in it in the beginning. Good way of communicating updates as well without forgetting to let people know. Yeah, it's easy to, to come as a part of that team. Correct. So to follow up, but yeah. then just come, you haven't seen it for two weeks and then you just pop in and when you see, once you see the process, how yeah. it started, what was the, the beginning, we normally copy all the, let's say if we make a GDD process, yeah. we copy all the pages as they were yeah. to the board. And once you see that story there, yes. from the very beginning to the, what is our proposal and what is the ready mm. uh, GDD new uh, uh, HubSpot page, yeah. web page. Yeah. So then you understand. That, the whole picture the whole from picture. start picture. And, and you see what we have done. Also customers see the work we are doing for them. Exactly. And you can't hide that anymore. Those days are over where you go, oh, I won't bog you down, Mr. Customer, with the details of this. You actually have to overshare and give people as much detail. They'll switch off themselves if it's too much. If you're showing them too much of a process, they will just edit it in their own heads, but you can't edit that for them and go, look, I'm not going to give you all the technical. I'm just going to give you this tiny piece. It's not how it works anymore. So this is a really good way of sharing it. Now, we talked about earlier on, you're um, a few years during this. Imagine today, because there's salespeople out there right now in HubSpot, selling HubSpot to agencies. Those agencies are signing up for the first time. Maybe they're in Poland, maybe they're in Italy, maybe they're in Finland, maybe they're in just the UK, anywhere there could be. They're just signing up right now. What would be your number one tip for a person coming in as an agency, starting their inbound journey, what would be a tip that you would give them straight away? Actually, the tip will be what was hardest to me in the beginning. <laughs> now I can give that tip. <laughs> After <laughs> okay. five years. After so. five years. So, so I didn't understand this either when, when I started. Yeah. And it was all in inbound. Yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Uh, I was, what they are saying, what, it, what it, does it really mean, all in inbound, you know? Yeah. You were still trying to do... The, Something else, you know, mm -hmm. to, to understand that, of course, I have to have a second techniques or mm. third techniques, or, or, of course, I have to have other uh, things included. Yeah. But nowadays, I feel that that's the most, perhaps the biggest decision, because what I see now, there's a lot of uh, agencies coming in only because they have one strong client. So actually their goal is not selling HubSpot. Their goal is just to serve this one client. And after this, what they are going to do? Right. So they don't actually have any goal. They are there only, only for this one or two clients. And so they are not helping the whole movement. No. Okay, they're helping this one client and have something inbound, but actually do they serve it fully yeah so that they they really get those results what we expect them to have when they are using all in impact yes you know? yeah so so 
that's my main concern. So you have to make that decision. Right. If you are not ready, don't make it. Don't. Yeah. So don't treat it as sort of like a, a passive thing. I think the big, there's a sort of a differentiation there as well. Go all inbound in a department of the business. So say you're 10 people in an agency. It's not about transforming the whole agency overnight to be an inbound agency. But the team that's looking after those one or two clients, build that pillar and make it really strong so that then it can educate the rest of it. But the intention is to go all inbound over a year. Don't do it all now. But to build and be all inbound in one department and educate everyone else and say, we are going this way once we get these two clients right. But the intention is to keep going, not, oh, sure, just let them do whatever they like. They're the inbound team. We'll ignore them. The inbound team is eventually going to be the real team through the whole business over time. And that's correct because that's the same story here in Sealand. Yes. Because we yeah. are inside Sealand. We have been two years now <laughs> and uh, we see the big change yeah. around us. And the um, whole agency is, is starting thinking more digital, Correct. more, more inbound way. Yep. You don't have to be at the same hat all the time, you know, no. not HubSpot hat no. in, in, and a t-shirt or yeah. <laughs> everything. But the way you think digital marketing to make uh, the future, that's really inbound. That's right. And, and uh, I see it happening. I see that in, in hope, near future, yes. whole Zealand will be inbound agency and they are not against us. No. It's not about that. That's it's right. about the, uh, what you are doing, yeah. what is your, who are your clients at this point. But once you meet your client in digital world and, and you start serving, then yeah. we are ready to help them to take the necessary steps that's right it's your results are speaking for themselves of course we are all changing as people so it's not this inbound world i think everyone's got to acknowledge oh that's inbound that's different every single one of us has changed the way that we purchase that we research we don't go and speak to a salesperson as the first point of contact we now research ourselves so it's called inbound but it really is a change in just how we all do work and I think that's the biggest message is I've always spoke about this with agencies. I remember when I first got you on the phone, never mind preaching about inbound this, inbound that, inbound the other. Nobody cares. It's like, you know, that's nice that you've discovered this world, but really talk to people about the results they need to get, what is important to them. And the methodology will be inbound is what you're using as a baseline, but there's no need to lead with that. It's to uh, be the light instead of uh, the stick. Um, well, look at Yarny, an absolute pleasure. Delighted to be here in Finland again for the second time. And I really appreciate you taking the time to interview and share your uh, veteran insights through the years. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Excellent. Okay, see you guys on the next episode of Agency Backstage Pass.